the problem is... Oh, I, I know how it is, because your voice changes... No, 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 the, the minute we're recording. <clears throat> you put on this kind of radio voice. Do I have a radio voice? You do, yeah. That's good to know. I could do radio, because I couldn't do TV, I'd be too nervous. Yeah, no, you, you, you have a thick Galway accent when you're not doing this. So right now, what am I doing? You're doing your radio voice, so that I'm means not the mic doing is radio on. Voice that means right the now. mic is on. Is the mic on? The Are mic you recording? Is on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. they were making this scene. I don't care. This guy that thing and broke his toe. Just watch the movie oh, for God's sake. sake. He was Tell that guy's dad. Come on, forget. I don't know why you, know, you I can't stop movies playing to my girlfriend. Hello. And welcome to episode 9 of Movie Splaining to My Girlfriend, a movie rewatch podcast where a movie nerd tests the limits of his long suffering partner's patience by forcing her to watch a movie and then listen to a variety of useless information about said movie. I'm your host, Connor Quinlan. I'm joined by my co host and partner, Andrea Tai. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Connor. So we got through uh, as good as it gets last week. Mm hmm. And got we, we we did have super serious conversations about uh, mental health depictions on screen. Yeah, we did. We went. We got serious. There's in the film this week. There's a couple of references to mental health or therapy. Mm-hmm. That, uh, but I don't think we'll be going into it as deep. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's not. It, it's not it's that not, kind of movie. It's not that kind of movie. Uh, that's, we we had a week of watching a lot of movies. We did. I pointed that out to you, like movies that like I haven't seen before. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, you made me watch. Made you. You made me watch. I could never be your woman. Paul Rudd and Michelle Pfeiffer. It's on Amazon Prime at the moment, guys. Go watch it. Give it one star and letterboxed. My God, like it. It's just one of those movies that when I watched it, I was like about ten and I loved it. And what do you think now? Yeah. No, it's not great. Yeah. We also watched uh, No Hard Feelings. Which was so surprisingly good. Way better than we expected. Yeah, we were sure. worried it wouldn't be, you know, yeah. to the standard that it should be for it the, has, the times that we're in. It has a nude scene in it as well, guys. Oh, it's so funny. That Andrea lost her life. I like, could not stop laughing. it was the funniest thing ever. Like, <laughs> so good. And you're, you're critical of a lot of nude scenes, but you found this one funny. There's so. certain ones on screen that are so funny yeah, and yeah, that yeah. was amazing. What else did we watch? Uh, we watched, obviously... Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Honour Amongst Thieves, that's the... Yeah, and it wasn't bad. It's a great film. Yeah, it was was fun, it was fun. And You Hurt My Feelings, so that's the one that we differed on. The one I really liked and Andrea didn't. Yeah, I do think that it's for a filmmaker's point of view only, or somebody who likes to write. I don't think so, I don't think so. I think it's a a character study, and I I just think... Yeah, but that's not for everybody. But you were stressed the whole way through, it was was giving you anxiety. It was a very negative film, like... You wouldn't want to watch it if you're not feeling yourself. Yeah. What's the the, the writer's name? Nicole Hollipsener? I, I, can't, I don't, can't remember how to yeah. um, pronounce her name, but she, she makes films about people and usually about relationships. And the thing is, I usually would like something like that. But, but you wonder what grim. she's gone through. Yeah. You know, watch that film, guys. I, I, I'd love, love to hear some opinions on it. It's mm. also on Amazon Prime. Uh, but let's get on to... The film of the week. So for episode nine, we watched the film that most makes me want to do a Boston accent. Yeah. That film is The Departed. Don't say that. Sorry. It's honestly, I already concluded this week. So when we went to watch this, um, Connor loves to to just tell everybody in his household what we're watching that night. Oh my God, stop going on about that. (laughs) And I concluded that that was his beige flag and he was not happy. Beige flag, He beige just has flag. to. It's just one of those things. It's like, we're making our cup of tea. We're I'm about to go upstairs. And I say beige flag for everything. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he just has to announce though. So when yeah, we Yeah, but it's a good film. I, I watched it. But you just... didn't... Nobody cared. Okay, that's fine. Anyway, they're the padded. And that's, that's how to say it in a Boston accent. So it's 2006, directed by Martin Scorsese, starring... Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson, Martin Sheen, Mark Wahlberg, like insane cast. Yeah. Vera Farmiga, Alec Baldwin, hilarious in it. Mm-hmm. Um, really good. So, bone to pick. Oh, come on. No, 
It's no. been two years. No, okay, so listen up. I have a Blu-ray collection of almost 400 films, right? Don't be proud of that. I'm extremely proud of it. I've been working for 12 years building that collection up. Oh my God, that's so sad. Yeah, I know, it's quite sad. But um, yeah, I so I have it. And the way I organize it, like mostly alphabetical, different like franchises are put into one place. Uh, but I always have one shelf of just my all-time favorite films. And when you and I were going out early days and we were choosing films, I was like, look, anytime you want to watch any of those films on that shelf, let's do it. They are my favorites and I can't wait to watch them with you because watching those films with someone who hasn't seen them is the closest thing I get to experience to watching them for the first time myself. Right? No. Is that fair? No, it's so weird. But anyways. It's the closest thing. So I said, anytime. And then there, there was one day you, you, you came over to mine and you were looking at, 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 at my shelf mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I said, what? And you're like, oh, I don't want to tell you. And you Is finally did. that exactly did. what happened? I can't remember. It was something like that. Yeah. And then you fessed up that you watched The Departed without me. I did. And I have never forgotten that. I never. And I haven't watched it since then because you were like... I'll watch it again with you. I really liked it. I'll, I'll watch it again with you. And I was, I was waiting for my time because... Well, you really held on. Two years later, we watched it. I did. I did. I, well, when we first started talking about doing a podcast, this was high up on my list. Mm-hmm. So I said I'd wait till then. But uh, yeah, so I, I already know when you first watched this film. Mm-hmm. So it was with your dad. Yeah, right? my dad and my sister. We have a DVD collection on like Connor's um, Blu-ray collection here that my granny, God rest her, she had this huge DVD collection. She loved like Guys, it's crime bizarre. films. It is a bizarre collection. It's amazing. But like the most random, it has The Departed, brilliant, but then it has like Runner Runner starring <laughs> Justin Timberlake and Ben Affleck. But I think it's awful. people just knew she loved that kind of genre, so would just buy anything that was you know yeah. seemed that it was like you know crime or it's, thriller it's the weirdest collection but ever, it's but it's, it's class at the same time so we we found that we saw Doesn't that she have like two copies of greatest showman she does yeah again <laughs> yeah. people just bought stuff they thought she'd like but um that was one that was unopened and okay. we were like oh my god she never watched that so my dad sister and i sat down we opened it mm. and we watched it and i do I, i'm not gonna lie to you i do think that when i put it on i was like I think this is one of Connor's favorite films mm. and I think I said it to my dad but I couldn't not watch something that he wanted to watch were you did it ever come to your mind that you were gonna pretend you hadn't seen it and just decide would, would like lie and watch it pretending <laughs> that it was the first time you were watching it did it ever cross your mind yeah like I definitely would you see, yeah, yeah maybe <laughs> but you came clean I did and I and have done any time that I've watched something without you, I have eventually You have. Complained. And eventually, I will forgive you as well. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> and eventually I'll complain about what I've watched without you and I was going to start crying. No, no. So I've, I've definitely accidentally watched things. And then realised. And then realised after that, that I had said I'd watch it with you or <gasps> like something. Like what? We, we, I can't think right now, but you definitely know. Oh, the, okay. Well, the one that I'm sure we never said was mm-hmm. The Eyes of Tammy Faye. The Jessica Chastain, she won Best Actress for it. No, I really wanted to watch that with you. But I I don't think I ever had that conversation with you. Yeah, you So did. I watched that without you. I don't think you're missing much there. Like, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not an all-timer film, you know. No. Um, but I was still sad. <laughs> anyway, back to, to The Departed. Uh, so the first time I saw this film was in cinemas, 2006. I was 15. I went to it with my brother. And... I remember it was the Eye Cinema and we were out late and we were stuck up front. It was it was a wedged screen. Mm. Must have been the weekend it came out. Absolutely wedged. And we were stuck up front with our necks creaking. But I just thought it was one of the coolest, the coolest films I'd ever seen. Mm. I, at 15, I doubt I had seen any Scorsese films. Mm-hmm. I think Cape Fear. We watched that recently. I think that, we did. that was one I watched when I was way too young to watch yeah, it, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, but this was, yeah. And it was a proper... It, it really built my love of film. Yeah. I think yeah. that's why I hold it so high. Scorsese has better films. I think everyone would agree. But this one is just... I don't know. It was it was definitely an awakening for me for like... For, for my proper passion for filmmaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's get into it. 
about time. Connor, the, it hasn't even started and you've movie-splained me to death. I didn't movie-splain anything there. I was telling you about my experience with the film. I know, but I, it was just your face. <laughs> I get passionate about this. That was like, you know, I'm surprised you didn't shed a tear there. I, I, I could. <laughs> I could. Right, let's get into our hits and misses. Go for your first hit. Um, I just said that the cast are brilliant and they really click well. Cool. Like, nice quick. <laughs> there's no need to kind of expand on it. Like it really. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll go for brilliant. one of my hits as well as also the cast. I think the mad thing about it is it, it's a cast of absolute movie stars. Yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. A-listers who do click very well. There's a couple of stories about some that don't get on. Okay. Well, not like, so an actor you probably don't know his name, Ray Winston. Mm-hmm. He was, he played, was a Mr. French, the mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson's right hand man. Yeah. He's a British actor who he said himself and Jack Nicholson didn't get on. Okay. But I can imagine that about Jack Nicholson for some reason. I feel like he doesn't click with everybody. Not with everyone, but people said like, I think DiCaprio said doing a one-on-one scene with him is like one of the most memorable moments of his life. And, Aww. you know, they all really respect him. Okay. That's massively. good. That's so, good. But yeah, and I think even the support, like you look at Wahlberg, you look at Alec Baldwin just... I forgot he was Alec Baldwin has a nothing role, but every time he's on screen... He's very good. He's going for it. He's very funny in it. He's brilliant in it. And then, you know, creating a star out of Vera Farmiga, like she she wasn't Mm. really anyone before that film. Yeah. And she immediately was in A-list stuff. It's funny because I don't know when this came out, but she was in a Snow White film. Prior to that, I, I would imagine. Prior to it? I would say so. Which Snow White Because film? I would have watched it when I was about seven or eight. And it's a really, like, old kind of... I think it was one of those BBC movies, nearly. Like, it wasn't a very... Vera Farmiga's in a Snow White She played film. Snow White's mother. And my memory, as a kid, really? is she traumatised me. Her death on screen was so traumatising for a little six or seven-year-old to be watching. I must find it for you. Because it was definitely before then... And it wasn't a massive film or anything like that. I might like look that. it up if that's all right while we're on the podcast. Because I, f- I feel she w- she was very young, like. But she was young in the Snow White um, okay. scene as well. But you know what? She hasn't aged massively. Like, even when you watch her in newer films like The Conjuring and all of these. 2001. She's st- yeah. With Christine Crook from... Um, Kristen Crook? I don't Crook know. Crook from uh, Smallville. She was Snow White, apparently. Yeah. That's mad. Okay. Very yeah. good. 2001. So, yeah, so you, I watched that far too young. You like were, I was, I was probably six or seven. That's mad. And I remember being fairly shook. Like it's, it's just one of those scenes that's that. That's a bit of a claim now for you to have known Vera Farmiga before. Now I She was you. famous. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wow. Oh, I always knew her. Like when I watched her in, is it The Orphan? Yeah. And in like The oh, Conjuring and stuff. Man. But in The Orphan, there's a scene where I think, is she like going through maybe is she going through I can't remember um, it's been a long time there's a part where she's like in a wheelchair and I don't know is she really? going through like a miscarriage or something like that and it's all very horrific Jesus. looking and I remember watching The Orphan going it's not as scary oh, as Snow White yeah <laughs> I, but I was like oh this reminds me of that and I was I was a bit shook and I can imagine now if I watched Snow White again I'd be like it's not that bad but it wasn't for kids like it really yeah, sets you up as a yeah looking at it there it was very um it's very medieval yeah 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 okay but um not for a little child to watch because it really does mess up your like perception of death yeah do you I know can imagine yeah okay so there you go you knew vera farmiga yeah uh go on to your second hit so my second hit is that it's just a really well told story like mm. i think from start to finish you're glued to the screen you know there's never a moment where you're like, oh, come on, where is this going? Like, it's just done really well. Yeah. Do you know? It's um, set yeah. up perfectly, I My thought. second hit kind of ties in, I said the pacing of it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it kind of, it, it actually reminded me a bit of a, a Christopher Nolan film in that not every scene has a beginning, middle, end. It, it will show you exactly the information you need and then boom, yeah. you're on to the next scene. Boom, boom, boom. It just keeps going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, told very well. Um... I, yeah, I th- two and a half hours, did you feel it? I do think you feel it towards the end. Okay. I think that, and I'll get on to that again, but I think yeah. that it definitely, it I, maybe the second time I didn't find it as long, yeah. but I definitely was like, oh God, it is a long film. And sometimes you do think, is it three hours? Because there are certain things that 
almost feel like they're dragged out, but they're not. And mm. I think every aspect needs to be shown on screen. Yeah. But for me, I was kind of feeling it at some points. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, no, two and a half hours is definitely a, a, a long film. And maybe it did run out of steam yeah. a little bit here and there. For sure. But uh, but no, overall, I, I really like the pacing. Do you want yeah. to go for your... Do you have any, how many hits do you have? Do I, my third one is, mm. and I only noticed it the third time or the second time we watched it was that um, second I, time you watched the it. Second time I watched we it. We didn't watch it the first time. Remember? And <laughs> um, is the kind of the little I I don't know what you'd call them, but like quirks, nearly like mm. the reference with the rat and the cathedral. Oh yeah, the symbolism. One, yeah, symbolism. Like the rat I don't like. I really liked it, and there was a point where I've said it to you long before. You know the final scene where you see the rat and the cathedral in the background. Yeah. Before, long before that, I think it was like Jack Nicholson was like doodling or something. Yeah, that was the first time I'd ever noticed it. Yeah, and he's doodling a cathedral, and I said, "Jesus, that looks it's like the Galway cathedral, cathedral. With, all the, with all the rats." And that's, yeah, I don't know what that building is in in Boston. Yeah, and I don't really get uh, Matt Damon's obsession with it. There's a few bits when he's like looking up, he, he finds the apartment. It's like, oh my god, you're that's the cathedral you see yeah. it first after he plays rugby sorry they're playing rugby and I don't know why but after they play rugby at the start of the film and he's just there staring well, at the I cathedral well I think I definitely looked at the whole rugby scene and went well like there's a lot of Irish references in this yeah, film yeah, yeah. so yeah. and rugby is a massive Irish sport Huge. so I was like maybe that's why they chose Bizarre. to use it but yeah his, his obsession with that I don't know is it just gold does it represent something to him uh, I, I don't know, know. they I, definitely I don't touch really on it they don't touch and on it and then I think all. the rat at the end is so heavy handed really symbolism. yeah I, think I liked it okay I, I'm not a fan and it's also CGI'd oh is it yeah do you not know it didn't seem yeah, CGI'd it's very CGI'd okay uh, I'll go for my third hit I think the two things this film does very well tension mm-hmm. and comedy yeah alright the comedy true. is incredible especially I think Mark Wahlberg yeah he's so good and Alec Baldwin I mentioned and Jack Nixon here and there as well Mm -hmm. like very funny lines very it's it's a witty film the whole way through but then the tension I think there's some scenes that you are holding your breath the one when we were watching that you were like oh my god I love that is when oh we're we're spoiling this film inside out okay yeah spoiling it the whole way through but when uh is it DiCaprio calls Matt Damon's phone? No, Matt Damon calls DiCaprio's phone. Oh, yeah. And you're literally the answer holding is your and breath. no one says anything because, like, we don't know who's calling here. Yeah. It was a great scene. Really well done. So, so good. The whole way through. And you, you feel like DiCaprio's character is on the brink of a panic attack the whole way through the film. And you're, yeah. you're you, it seeps into you when you're kind of watching it. Yeah, you're anxious yeah. watching it. Yeah. So, so done. Any For more sure. hits? No, that's it. Overall, that's it. great film. I've weirdly got four misses. Oh my gosh. But I, I, I only these have two. Are, these are misses that I don't think that haven't ruined the film okay. for me in any way, shape, or form. Okay, interesting. I'll go, I'll go for the first one. So, do. It's more a question. Do you think Jack Nixon was overacting in this film? No. No? I never once thought that, no. I, I think he's overacting. Okay. To, the, to a small degree. But more so, I, I feel there are so many moments in it where the actors he's in a scene with are kind of looking at him going, what the hell are you doing? Like, really? I think he's doing things that they never discussed before. Maybe, but I think that's funny. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. And it, guys, if you ever listen to uh, Matt Damon's told the story a few times now, if you, you find an interview with him talking about it, about Jack Nicholson coming up with improvs the whole way through. Oh yeah, you told me that before. It's it shows how absolutely unhinged he was but uh, but he is as an actor and as a person I think yeah. you know you notice that if you ever watch any interviews with him yeah, yeah, yeah. he is unhinged but I think that comes through really well in the film because it, it does. the character is unhinged he, completely no completely I, I here and there I'm like is he going too far no I, I thought he okay. was brilliant do you want to go for a miss um one of my misses which is one that I've already mentioned is sometimes I felt the length of the film was a little bit too long. Like I can't actually pinpoint any scenes where I was like, you should have just cut this. But at the same time, I'm sure there were little moments where they could have made it like even a two hour 15, two hour 10 film. They could have for sure. But uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't cut much out. No, there's not. See, Mm. that's the thing. There's nothing significant in my head that made me feel, well, that was a waste of time. Why did they put that in? Do you know? That's fair. Uh, my second miss is some of the accents. 
Like, so I don't think DiCaprio's Boston accent is very good. Okay, interesting. I think, uh, obviously, Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg are both from Boston, so theirs are pretty very great. Good, I think yeah. Mark Wahlberg goes for it. I don't know if that's his real, like... I don't know if the thickness of it is as thick. Yeah, I I have seen him in other films where it's weaker. Yeah. And then I think when he's being a dramatic person. I think I saw screen, Scorsese he said something like he just it, it it came back to him almost yeah. his accent from when he was growing up. For sure. So it got very thick. Yeah, um, but I didn't mind that DiCaprio no. had a weaker accent because I'm sure in all sides yeah. of Boston there's probably variants. Sure. I don't think Jack Nicholson's was very good. Oh yeah, I didn't even and notice his. <laughs> the worst of the lot was Ray Winston. And really? I love Ray Winston in this film. I think it was this is the first time I discovered him. And then you go and you watch all his films. But he's from he's from England. Yeah. And he has a very thick Cockney accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And seeing him in this, and it just it it he doesn't nail it. You hear the Cockney coming out here. Interesting. And there. I actually didn't clock no. that, yeah. Yeah, so just it, it look, it's gonna happen when you are doing a film with that thick an accent and everyone is trying to do it you know it's going to happen again it doesn't ruin it for me but mm-hmm. just some, it's not as bad as Gangs of New York which I'm sure you haven't seen but it was mm. I think it was the first time DiCaprio worked with Martin Scorsese and DiCaprio is doing an Irish accent and it's not good okay. there's a lot of Irish accents in that film that do not do well uh, yeah go for your Second miss? My second and final miss, and I wrote this in capital letters, so just imagine me screaming it. <laughs> I said, why does everyone die? And that was it. <laughs> it's not a myth. It's a brilliant ending. <laughs> no, it really upset me. I didn't like when Martin Sheen died. That really annoyed me. Yeah. I was like, no. And then you feel, you straight away know that Matt Damon's going to, you know, take over a little and be a little mm. sly arsehole, I suppose. Yeah. And once he's gone you know that he's just gonna have power yeah. and I didn't like that I was like getting so aggravated and then I forgot that DiCaprio gets shot at the end I completely forgot yeah. I was like what happens again I can't remember I, I said it to you said, do you remember what happens here you said no not really and I was like the, right the moment before the door was opening I was <laughs> devastated I was like are you actually joking me and then they just kept shooting people you know Martin Scorsese died. himself doesn't like that yeah, well, he's he doesn't right. like that everyone everyone died um, now it's it's hilarious in it's in a way so funny. and it's it's more realistic than a happy yeah. ending i suppose you know but like you know no one really deserved to live yeah like nobody was that good of a person to like dicaprio was good enough but like yeah he was he was trying his best and hmm. that's why i think i really wanted him to live and then when he gets shot i was like no, no. Uh, it was. It's just a funny scene, though. I was one. devastated. Uh, fair enough. I've, I'll just go through my last two very quick. I think some of the filmmaking and camera shots are, are quick edits here and there. Okay. I think it was in an era where people were trying different things. Yeah. And not all of them work. Okay. Um, That's funny, because I actually thought the opposite. Really? Coming from a photography point of view, I actually thought it was really well done. I, th- I think photography, I think the images they caught and angles yeah. and everything very very good there was just every now and again there was like a a screech at an end of a scene going mm-hmm. into the next one and I don't think it, it was done I think they were trying something and it didn't work perfectly but again didn't ruin the film and the yeah. last one I have what is with the impotency storyline with oh. Matt Damon and Vera Farmiga. Yeah, they never went into it. They and then all of a sudden she's so apparently pregnant. Matt Damon is the one who came up with the storyline that he was impotent. But then why did she fall pregnant? That makes well, no sense. Okay, he mustn't have been. Totally. Well, like, I think that's implying that it was, it was that DiCaprio's. It was, that's what I thought. I actually baby. had a moment of, wait, hang on a minute. I, I think that's, that's obvious. But, but it, was, like, it was only touched on. I felt like it could have been its own plot but itself. I, what I find is just, it's such a... Such a macho, almost toxic masculinity coming into it going, oh, this guy is weaker than everyone else because he can't get it up. <laughs> but not you even know? that. Maybe it's showing, you know, he, he acts like he's extremely tough. Yeah. And, you know, obviously in the in the film, she thinks he's lovely up until a certain point. And you see that side. and yeah. But then when you see him as a cop, well, he's awful. What Matt Damon said was he came up with the storyline because he wanted the contrast with Frank's character uh, Jack Nicholson's character Frank yeah. with his like hypersexuality. that's true yeah. you know and yeah. wanted that contrast and I don't think he needed it I think but do you know what it kind of in a weird way kind of 
demonstrates, you know, their relationship as not being as authentic as you think it is. Because, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, Matt Damon's character has potential to be a really good person and probably isn't as strong or badass, I suppose, mm. as Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that was his way of demonstrating that. But I don't think... They could have done it in a better way. Yeah, I don't think that's the right approach because, yeah. you know, it, it just... And of course you needed to give... The, I, I think you needed to give uh, Vera Farmiga more of a reason to cheat on him and not for us to think it's she's such a bad that. person. And that's that being so because true. of that, I'd be like, mm, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, for sure. that's just uh, again another tiny thing. It, it's None definitely of these something I've seen over yeah. that I've that I've said are ruining it for you. Ruining this film. Okay, okay. I, I adore this film. Okay, so that's the end of that section. Let's move on to Connor's movie spinning corner. Woo! Um, these are the facts that I fully believe are vital to know to enhance your enjoyment of the film. You ready? Mm. This film is a remake. Oh, I didn't know that. This film is a remake of a Hong Kong thriller called Infernal Affairs. I think it came out in 2002, yeah. I think. Um, Scorsese claims he didn't watch the original until after. He actually signed on not knowing it was a remake. Oh, interesting. Um, he didn't watch it until after he made the film. Yeah. There are two sequels to Infernal Affairs. I, I saw the original. I haven't seen the sequels. I really like the original. It's a very well made film. There was talk of a sequel to The Departed mm. following Mark Wahlberg's character. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's like following how an, like the Infernal Affairs Oh, right, okay. Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, talk of the sequel, it didn't. It didn't I think it. it's best leaving it as it is, I'm to be delighted. honest. Yeah. yeah. Number two, here's a few of the names I saw floated about uh, that almost acted in this film. Mm-hmm. Al Pacino turned down the role of uh, Frank Costello. Okay. So originally, it was supposed to be Tom Cruise as DiCaprio's character and Brad Pitt as Matt Damon's character. In a way, I can see it. Exactly. I don't know what the Tom Cruise one. I don't fully believe for it. But Brad Pitt, I can see. Brad Pitt was was definitely on Mm -hmm. for it. He was producing the film. Okay. And he dropped out as the actor and pretty much gave the role to Matt Damon and said, I think you'll be better. Wow. Um, so he Modest. he dropped out. He was producing the film with his company that's still going, Plan B um, Productions. That is the company that himself and Jennifer Aniston started together. And oh, then in the yes. divorce, apparently she got the house and he got the company. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's mad. Who else? Uh, De Niro turned down the role of Queenan, the Martin Sheen role. Okay. Uh, as For Dignam, the Mark mm-hmm. Wahlberg character, Ethan Hawke and Ray Liotta. Were both I can actually considered. see. I don't think I can see Ray Liotta, but I can see Ethan Hawke. Well, Ray Liotta was definitely on for the role, and then he pulled out, and he didn't want to. He. I just he, can't see it. Oh, I, I can fully see Ray Liotta. I would faster put him as like one of Jack Nicholson's like guys. Yeah, you haven't seen Goodfellas, have you? No. Yeah, that's that's Ray Liotta's best role. Mm. Jeez, that should have been on one of the earliest podcasts. Yeah. Uh, number three. So Vera Farmiga plays a psychiatrist within the police department. So she consults an actual psychiatrist within the Boston Police Department. That psychiatrist read the script and said that her her character, Madeline, did everything wrong. Oh my God. We were saying this. We were saying she's not that good a therapist. We did say that. There was moments where I was like, why would she say that? Why would she ask that? And... Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, she, all she did was piss off DiCaprio in the... And she got angry. Therapy. She got she angry got at him. She got so temperamental. I and was like, he hooks up, which I'm sure is not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So um, funny. That's funny. So here's one. The Departed is one of two films mm-hmm. that are remakes of foreign films to win Best Picture. Are you going to ask me what is the What other is one? the second? It's one that you very much like. Um... Came out only two years ago. Like, I know that I know this, but I can't think of it. No? Two years ago. We can't let this go too long because... Tell me. No, give me a hint. Can I just say that, like, these guessing games with Andrea can go for hours. Yeah, we could be doing this for a while. Give me a hint. Uh, You love it. We watched it together. Lots of music in it. It won Best Picture two years ago. Lots of music in it? Yeah. Oh, um, Star is Born. Coda. Oh, damn it. Oh, yes. They're the only two remakes of foreign films to win Best Picture. There you go. Uh, Where am I? Number five. 
Oh yeah, Jack Nixon was supposed to wear a Boston Red Sox cap at one point, and he was a massive Yankees fan and refused to wear. I the cap. heard that before. Yeah. yeah. No, you didn't. You heard another actor, which we'll come to when we cover another film in the future. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was oh, a no. uh, there's another actor in a pretty big film that production shut shut down for like three days because he was refusing to wear. Yeah, I think it was the same. It was the other way around. I think he was. He was, was it Tom Cruise? No, we'll come oh. to it in another film. Uh, how many times was the F word used in this film? Oh God, a lot. A lot. Two hundred and thirty-eight yeah. times. Whoa. Yeah, I think I think it's in top ten. Is that more than in the films. Big Lebowski? Oh, I think the Big Lebowski is more. Yeah, they curse a lot. And it's in that. a shorter film as well. But That's so, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was there a MacGuffin in this movie? What's a MacGuffin? MacGuffin? I've told you I twice. I told you twice. I know. I can't remember though. <laughs> a MacGuffin is one, an object that doesn't really matter in itself. Oh, but yeah. It's how everyone acts and how it um, well, perpetuates the story. What is it? I don't know. Let me wait. Let me think. There's definitely something. Yeah, it's such a dumb MacGuffin as well. Like, Gosh, I can't remember. The microprocessors. Okay, no, I never would have gotten that. You know, they keep talking about, oh, they're yeah. doing a deal for these microprocessors. And like, I never clocked. And it's funny because when I was watching it, I was like, what? what? There, there's, it's it such it a stupid MacGuffin yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. Like, it could yeah. have been, it could, just make it drugs. You know? Just make it <laughs> drugs. Um, the Oscars. So who's the only actor to be nominated? In that film? Yeah. The only actor from The Departed to be nominated. Matt Damon? Mm-mm. DiCaprio? No. DiCaprio was actually nominated that year for Blood Diamond. Okay. But not for The Departed. Jack? Um, nope. Wahlberg? Wahlberg. Really? Wahlberg's the and only actor to be nominated. the least. He is so good in this film. Okay. He is, but he's barely in it. I know. And I didn't realise that until I rewatched it. I was like, wait, he's it's not in mad. this much. My, my thing about Mark Wahlberg, I, I, I'm a big fan of him. I'm a big fan. But I think he is better when he's not the lead. That's an, Actually, do you know what? I agree. What, what I film just, are you thinking of? Well, no, I'm just thinking of anything yeah. I've seen him in there's where I'm like, oh God, he kind of annoys me when he's on screen for too long. Yeah, there's one film called I Heart Huckabees that okay. everyone should watch because he is so good in that film and it's a very small role. Yeah. Like, there's, yeah, you can think of it. And then when he, whenever he's a lead, he's a bit bland. Yeah, not you even know? bland, but I think it's just his character gets annoying after a while. Maybe that's it as well. Anyway, that's just my opinion there. So other Oscar, oh, so he was beaten by Alan Arkin in The Miss Sunshine. Aww. The late Alan Arkin. Uh, and we, we love Little Miss Sunshine. He was yeah. in a category that year with um, Eddie Murphy for Dreamgirls. Yeah. Eddie Murphy was the favourite. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. They say he lost it because he brought out some really bad films like Norbit that year as well. Oh, gosh, yeah. And when, not great. when Alan Arkin won, Eddie Murphy stormed out of the Oscars. Oh, God, that says yeah. a lot about him. I know, right? Yep. This film won, I think, four Oscars best picture best director best adapted screenplay and best editing very good but if you look at this, the Oscars that year guys it was a bad year uh, this is the only film as well that Scorsese won best director for okay is it the only one that won best picture the Raging Bull won best picture I think it might have I can't remember um, yeah it was, it was a bad year mm. so the film was made for 90 million dollars half of that was just actors wages mental that is insane worldwide box office of 291 million dollars so did pretty well wow so Rotten Tomatoes what do you think 90% 91 <gasps> percent. so close. close Metacritic 85 IMDb 85 or 8.5 uh, average rating of 87 it is the 41st best film of all time on IMDb wow uh, I also looked on Letterboxd and I got 4.3 and that's pretty high for Letterboxd yeah yeah that is the end of my movie spinning corner we now move on to the Andrea's pee break no sorry Andrea's lookalike corner why did you say pee break just so people can go have no never mind that's go so for, mean <laughs> sorry. that's so mean go for Andrea's lookalike corner just remember next week is my week it is. Andrea gets to choose her film next week. Okay, sorry. Go on. Yeah, be nice. Go on. Right, so I don't have that many, to be fair now. I actually don't. Hmm. So I'll get into it. So the first one is, you know, Kevin Corrigan. So he is in, he's the cousin. He's Leo yeah. DiCaprio's cousin in it. Now, 
<laughs> what I'm about to say, it's going to be controversial. I've got one for him. Can I say it? And if it's if it's yeah. there, because I think this is one that I used to think when I was a kid. Okay, go on. Jimmy Fallon. No. No? No. Can you kind of see it, though? No. My one is so different. Because I think when I was a kid, I before Jimmy Fallon was like a late night host, he was in like two films, like Taxi. Almost Famous. And... Was he an almost, oh, he was an almost famous. Yeah. And uh, the perfect catch, or something like that. that was called, or fever yeah, yeah, pitch. Yeah, 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 something like that. I can't that. remember what it was called. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw Kevin Corrigan in Superbad, and this, and I thought it was the same person. So go on. Okay, so there's just similarities, and it's the eyes only. Like I don't really think that they have the same face or anything mm. like that. But do you know <laughs> Joe Mantegna? Joe Mantegna. God, I said that so wrong. My reference from him. From for Criminal him is, Minds. Yeah, or I said Baby's Day Out. Oh, Baby's Day Out, of <laughs> yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was moments where I was like, he really yeah. reminds me him, of him. Cool. It's just his eyes. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I honestly... He's closer to Jimmy Fallon than No, he's Joe really Mantegna. not. He's really not. Go on. Okay, um, so this one again is just, and I only really noticed it in this movie, is that Mark Wahlberg, that's my dog, Mark, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon and Leo DiCaprio, they look like brothers. They honestly could be in a film where they play three brothers. Yeah. There's just, I think it's their eyes. Yeah. I think Wahlberg and like Damon, they do kind of have more similarities like shape face and stuff. Yeah, sure. There's something there. And I was just like, gosh, I've never noticed it as much. Like we could go into further lookalikes like Matt Damon looks like a lot of people uh, we've said yeah. it before but Wait, is just, it is it Damon and Wahlberg that get confused for each other I don't think so I think Wahlberg gets confused with didn't you say John John Cena before oh yeah Wahlberg John Cena no I think there's a Matt Damon thing because I, I, I really? think I remember on Graham Norton they've mm-hmm. made a deal that if they get confused with each other they'd be really nice to the people that's funny Interesting. Yeah, yeah. like, I, it's just, there's something okay, about their shape faces. It's just I, the Boston thing, maybe. But I don't even think that. I just was like, oh my God, they all have very yeah, yeah, similar looks. I think looks. on purpose, DiCaprio and Matt Damon were. Yeah. Here's a question. Could, sorry, I'm moving away from your section a little bit. No. Are you done? No. Okay. But Actually, quick question, though. Sorry. Are you are <laughs> quick question. Would yeah. you swap the characters? I'm talking about no. the Matt Damon and DiCaprio. No. Here's no. the thing. I think... DiCaprio could play both roles. I don't think Matt Damon could play both roles. You don't roles. think Matt Damon could play a good guy undercover? No, because I don't think... I think he does really well as pretending to be a good guy. I don't think he'll do as well pretending to be a bad guy. Oh, yeah, I see what you do mean. You know, yeah, I yeah, go, yeah. I, I think... Whereas DiCaprio has both. DiCaprio could do both. Yeah. Um, I didn't think about it that way because the whole way through I was watching it, I was going, oh, Matt Damon is doing my head in. And it was the first time I really hated him. But that was because I knew he was a bad guy. I think Matt Damon is unbelievable. Yeah, he's brilliant. I think, like, he's he's kind of an unsung hero in this film, especially, because you do hate him in it. Yeah, I was getting so angry the whole time. I think he he can be accused of being the same in every film, but... Not in this Sometimes you want to watch that. Sometimes, like, I'm thinking The Martian and uh, Air that came out last Mm -hmm. year. And both of them, you're like, he's just being Matt Damon, but sometimes you just want to watch a movie star be a movie star. Yeah, but I didn't feel it in this movie. Yeah, no, he's very good. I didn't feel like he was being himself at all. I felt like he was being properly evil. He's very good. Yeah. Uh, Okay, thanks for your lookalike corner. No problem. Uh, Welcome back from the pee break, everyone. (laughs) Um, Alex's review, we never got one again. She liked this. Did she? As far as I'm aware. Yeah. She'll probably, She'll probably not remember. No. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, fair enough. Movie spinning questionnaire. Okay, so let's, go. let's get through it. Ten quick fire questions for both myself and Andrea to answer. Let's get into it. Favourite performer of the movie? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote to live by. Hang on a minute. I have a few. Oh, you have a few, brilliant. <laughs> well, like, I just had to screenshot them all because there was absolutely no point in... Okay, so... How did you screenshot the quotes? Oh, never mind. I had to, like, okay, research. you looked them. Okay. Because there's so many throughout the whole film. It was kind of similar to last week that it's really hard to both remember yeah, all of cool them. Book. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, and I, I think we're going to break our cursing rule again. Yeah, here, I'm afraid we will have yeah. to. Um, the first one I thought was really funny and it kind of it cracks into one of my favourite scenes is when they're when they're the two lads are outside and they're talking about what a, co- a cop looks like 
Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good, the, the two criminals. And they were like, she didn't notice us. She must be a cop. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, I love when they're like, yeah, you know, most attractive women are cops. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Um, what's wrong with this effing country? Everybody hates everybody. I thought that was good. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not done. Um, obviously... One of the best quotes in, in the movie, in my opinion, is... And I'm just going to curse. I'm sorry. Go I'm for really it. sorry. Go for it. Fuck yourself. <gasps> I'm tired. I can't. I'm fucking tired of fucking your wife. How's your mother? Good. She's tired from fucking my father. It's... It's so... Excellent dialogue, that. So good. I think I quoted that all the time. It's amazing. Uh, there's the other great one that... Like, you could just go through all of Mark Wahlberg's One you of his could. earliest lines in this film is when Martin Sheen says to Matt Damon, you've risen fast in this unit. And Mark Wahlberg says, yeah, like a 12-year-old's dick. Oh, like, I didn't even notice that. Brilliant. And then Ugh. later on, where so I was like, yeah, who are you? And he says, I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Bloody yeah. class. Uh, the quote, because I'm going a quote to live by. Yeah. Uh, I'm Irish. I d- I'll deal with something being wrong for the rest of my life. It was so weird when we watched that, Connor. I don't know what he's referencing. You were like, what? What does that even mean? But I, I, I think, I can't explain it, but I, I think I get it. You're, <laughs> so like, you're like, it's okay. It's the most relevant one yeah, to yeah. me. And also, yeah. I, I was really disappointed to hear it. So the, you know, the bit where he goes on the date with Madeline and yeah. he says how uh, Freud said the Irish were the only people to be impervious to psychoanalysis. Yes. I don't think Freud said that. Yeah, I did some yeah, research. Yeah. I don't think he said it. Okay. Which is disappointing. All right. Some good quotes there. Very uh, good. Favorite scene? Um, when Jack Nicholson breaks um, the the cast. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. Leo DiCaprio's cast. That's very funny. And then all of a sudden he's like, he's so nice to him <laughs> after he like, <laughs> yeah. bl- like absolutely hurts him to death. Yeah. And that and I, I really like this scene. Well, I don't like it. It makes me sad. The scene where DiCaprio and Martin Sheen are up on the roof oh, and yeah. we now know that they know where they are and we, it's all very intense. We haven't talked about Martin Sheen enough. Yeah, he was really good in it. He is, he's such a and good I was, actor. I was so upset when he died. I yeah. was like, no. I have that scene. Yeah, that was a really good scene because you're constantly yeah. like, oh my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then it's so tense when he in falls. In the original, in Infernal Affairs, it's actually even more sad. Really? Because the character... Re, basically only has uh, the Martin Sheen character in the world mm-hmm. no one else okay and when he dies it's, it's kind of it, it's a nicer or more not nicer it's it's more melancholy I suppose in the original yeah whereas but this was this, just gory as hell you were gory like, as hell <gasps> you but, got such um, a shock you didn't even want to look at the screen early yeah. do you know yeah and like you know, you have the scene earlier where he brings DiCaprio in for food, and he's like, "Come on, yeah." Yeah, that's made. why it made me so sad because yeah. you, you suddenly see a little insight into his life, yeah. and he's a family man, and that's why it made me so sad. And I think if if I had been more of a film buff before watching this film, I would have seen that scene and been like, "Oh, they're gonna kill Martin Sheen." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I have that scene, but I also have the one where they 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 chase or. DiCaprio's chasing Matt Damon through the streets after being in that oh, porn yeah. cinema. Yeah. Um, it, uh, that was tense as hell. It was, it, yeah. It's a very good It scene. is, yeah. Recasting the film. So, I did recast them. But, like, I found it hard because I don't think this should be remade ever. Yeah. But I had fun with it. So, for now, I kind of am unsure as to who should play who. Okay. But I said Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Okay. okay. As, I don't, I think I want him as Wahlberg. I think I would rather him as like Matt Damon's character. Yeah, he could do that. Yeah. I said Chris Pine. I think he'd be good at Wahlberg's oh, yeah. character. I just put Chris Pine in everything. Yeah. yeah. He's great. And I said Leo's character. And this one you may or may not agree with because I don't really know if we've seen him doing enough, but maybe it's just me. Richard Madden. Okay. And for Jack Nicholson's character... Now, maybe this is just me being mean because in the last week we've been talking about... Jude Law. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But can, can you see it? Yeah, I can actually I, see it. I've seen Jude Law. There's a film called Dom Hemingway. Yeah. And he's as unhinged in that film as... I can really see, see him being unhinged. Okay. I, can, I think it would work. That's cool. That's fun casting. Yeah. I went a different direction. Okay. I thought because it's all Irish-Americans, why can't we put all-Irish cast? Oh, so, interesting. As Damon, Colin Farrell. Oh my god, yes. Why didn't I even think as of As DiCaprio, Killian Murphy. Oh my god, what's wrong with me? And as Jack Nicholson, 
Brendan Gleeson. I'm so upset. That is I that didn't. not a really that good is, cast, though? Okay, if anyone is listening to this, just fucking make, make it. it. Make that film. <laughs> but, like, I think especially Mer- Killian Murphy as as uh, uh, DiCaprio's role. Yeah, 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 for sure. Great. Um, sorry, I'm, I, I'm on a bit of a streak with my casting at the moment. I'm, I'm feeling... Yeah, I'm so proud of that one. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Uh, how often were you tempted to pick up your phone? Um... I don't think I really was. like there was You picked it up, but I think to make notes. I did. Yeah. And then I had no idea what my notes yeah, were about. Yeah, they were. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm glued to this film every time it's yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, this film made me want to watch? I said either Seven okay. or Prisoners. Very different. Okay. But that was kind of how I felt after yeah. watching it. I uh, love something that makes you think. Two very good films. Uh the one I said, and the one that you keep refusing to watch with me, and I think it might be the Boston of the of it all, but the town. Oh right, okay. The Ben Affleck film, the town. Mm-hmm. I the massively underrated film. Okay. Could this film be a West End musical? No. no, no, no. What is the MCU connection? Well, I don't know, but <laughs> but but did so, you notice them knocking over the the stand of Marvel? Marvel um, comics, comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he opened a Wolverine yeah, comic yeah, yeah, at one yeah. point. There's a couple of actual full yeah, on Marvel that was, references. That was it for me. Uh, I is your dog barking again? Yeah, she okay. just wants to She's... be in here with us, but Connor wouldn't allow her. That's untrue. <laughs> <laughs> I love when she's in here. Uh, MCU connection. I found four actors. Okay, just from memory, I could probably go look, and there might be more, but. You have Vera Farmiga. Mm-hmm. She appears in Hawkeye. Yeah, I well, I haven't seen Hawkeye, but I mm. actually did wonder was yeah. she one of them. Martin Sheen. So Martin Sheen, a bit of a thin one, but he is Uncle Ben mm-hmm. to Andrew Garfield's Spider Man. Okay, I didn't know that. And Andrew Garfield's Spider Man is kind of in the MCU now, so yeah, kind that's kind of thin. Of, yeah. Uh, James Badge Dale. So he is one of Matt Damon's like. He's in his unit. Yeah. He's the guy that at the end shoots DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. yeah and then yeah. he's like, oh, I was also. A oh, yeah. Guy. So him, he's a great actor, but he is one of the bad guys in Iron Man 3. Okay. He has a shaved head and that, so you might not recognize no, him. No, yeah. And then Ray Winston. Mm-hmm. He's the villain in Black Widow. Okay. Do you remember that? No, not really. No. Me neither. I haven't watched Black Widow since the cinema. Yeah. You bought it for me and I have to give it another watch. You didn't love it though. I didn't love it. Yeah. I'll give it another go. The Departed, how many stars? Five. Yeah, five. It's pretty, pretty great. And it's still not Scorsese's best film. Yeah. Do you, So how many Scorsese films have you seen? I think you've seen this, Cape Fear and The Wolf of Wall Street. That's probably it, I think yeah. You didn't watch The Irishman, no? No. Don't bother. Um, <laughs> okay, we have to get that up. But DiCaprio and Scorsese, I think they've done five films together. Yeah. Gangs of New York, The Aviator, The Departed... Shutter Island. Oh, yeah. And Wolf of Wall Street. I don't think I missed any there. Um, yeah, we'll have to watch some more. Cool. Would you watch The Departed again? Yeah. Yep, me too. And now, I've, after watching it with you, I can watch it whenever the hell I want. So I don't need to wait for you anymore. Class. That's fine. <laughs> Finally, smarminess meter. How smarmy was I on a scale of 1 to 10? 10. I wasn't 10. You were 10. I wasn't 10. You were 10. I was more smarmy on... Social network. I was more smart. What do we do before as good as we get to sing straight now? I was definitely smarmier in the past. Connor, before you even started movie splaining, you were movie splaining. I was just telling you about it the first time I watched this film, and it was a big moment in my life. You Leave me were. alone. <laughs> when you do that. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, folks. That's all from us. That's our ninth episode. Ninth episode. I know. Crazy. Uh, we are an independent podcast. We really, really need all the support that you can give us uh, to help us grow our listenership. And you can help us do that in three ways. One is to follow us on Instagram uh, at MovieSplaining to my girlfriend and share our posts or even the podcast episodes themselves across your social media and with all your friends and family. Two, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you listen to your podcast and even the apps that you don't listen to your podcast because that's uh, also helpful. Uh, and three is to go to Apple Podcasts Give us a five-star rating and write, hopefully, a hugely positive review. It does help us massively with the algorithm and allows us to be discovered more easily. Next week, I don't know what we're doing. Andrea's about to tell me. So you said it's it's Andrea's choice. Mm-hmm. Every five episodes we do Andrea's choice. Yeah. 
So you were bet- between three. Yeah. And are you giving me the option of the three? Yeah. I oh. think so. I think so. Okay, give me the three and then we can okay. discuss it. My first one was Joker. Which was probably... You probably knew that was coming. Yeah, I had a feeling I yeah. thought about it during the week. <laughs> my second one was... And it's because I've been begging you to watch it for, I think, the entirety of our relationship. It's Anastasia. Anastasia. Yeah. Um, because it's a beautifully made film. Okay. Um, and the third one, because Disney is marking their 100th anniversary, mm. was because it's my favourite Disney movie, was The Little Mermaid, the original. Now, the only thing is, I kind of went, Jeannie Mac, if we do a cartoon, I can't have a lookalike corner, can I? And that kind of upset me. I was like, oh no. Oh my God, I don't care about any of these films. Um, <laughs> we watched Little Mermaid so recently. That was the new one though. No, we watched the original like... And? Like a week before seeing the new one. Disney are marking their 100th anniversary. Uh, okay. Um, Why don't we reconvene? And we no, no, no. I'm going to decide now. Oh God almighty. I'm between Little Mermaid and Joker. Oh, that's... I actually am surprised. I haven't seen Joker since the cinema. Oh, is it Joker? It's Joker. <gasps> yes! It's Joker. And I do not love Joker. I know you don't. You tell me all the time. And what's really funny, fun fact, is Connor saw a photo of me all those years ago, dressed up <laughs> as Joker. It was a oh, Halloween after it came out. It, uh, yeah, I stalked her on Instagram. And, sure. oh. and he was like, damn, she looks great. That's the reason I followed you on Instagram. Really all because he saw me in clown makeup and was like, she looks class. Oh no, do we owe our relationships to Joker? Yeah, That's we do. Thank you, worry. Joaquin. <laughs> all right, next week, I can't believe I said saying this, but we are going to be talking about Joker. Oh my God. This episode was wonderfully uh, produced and edited by yourself, Andrea Tai. Mm-hmm. Well done. I haven't, I haven't heard it yet. I'm sure it's great. Uh, our brilliant theme song was written by Darrow O'Brien and performed by Darrow O'Brien and Kathy Gardner. We will see you next week when we talk about Joker. <laughs> Bye. Bye. doing this podcast and like when when we're not recording or something yeah is there anything else you talk about other than rugby or movies yeah genuinely like you, I actually can't think of anything else uh, dogs you never you the wouldn't Irish be, economy where's Missy she's not in here is she the yeah, Irish that was economy your it was my choice we, um, I don't know what else like there's definitely more things like I, I, I'm upset about mm-hmm. you know just the direction of my life, the fact I'm a failure. Yeah, um, to be fair. Thanks.